Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. Time for some bizarre news stories brought to us by blind journalist Paul Bryce. I don't know why lately the last couple of weeks, whenever I start this, I start to smile. Well, there you go. I don't even have a photograph of you. (laughs) Probably a good thing. Well... Um, you have an image, though. We but, uh, Paul, met, met once. Oh, indeed. Uh, I've never forgotten. <laughs> Haunted uh, you for days. Yeah. <laughs> if only. Um, <laughs> Paul brings us bizarre stories from all around the world. And over the last few weeks, we have been to Italy. We've been to Iceland. We've been to China. Uh, we've been to Germany. We've been all over the place, haven't we? Well, we have. And this week is no exception because we start this week... In Tunisia. Another one? A new, another new one. Yeah, yeah. And this this is extraordinary. Gaming, mobile gaming. It's not something that I know a huge amount about. <laughs> How surprising! Which which <laughs> might surprise you. <laughs> um, but there has been um, a game, very localised game, um, which has been invented in Tunisia, and um, they've decided to have a novel prize. The game is called Bagra. Mm-hmm. Which is all about um, people getting a herd of cows, and the idea is that you prevent people from stealing your cows while stealing as many of other people's cows as you can. Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> so it'll come as no surprise to you that um, the first winners of such a contest won a cow. A real one? A real one. <laughs> Did they post it? <laughs> they took it away in a, a pickup. What do you mean they took it away? Oh, you mean they took it home? Yeah, took it home. Well, I suppose it, in their might, house, that, live cow. That might be a good thing, though. Well, you get milk. You, you can. What now, else can you get? Wool? No, well, you get cow hide. You get cheese. You've got to tan it. Butter. Butter, beef. Surely, surely, if you have the hide, then you you lose the cheese and the butter options. Mm, yeah, yeah, but you do that after all the cheese and butter options have been exhausted. <laughs> now, the, the, the plot thickens because <laughs> another cow has been put up for... Um, as a prize. As a winner, as a, mm-hmm. as a reward. Now, this one, they've given the option to the people. They don't know how they're going to collect it. Double or quits. <laughs> no, but the option was given that they could collect it as raw meat. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> so... This is getting worse. It's it's quite something, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Now, it's not any worse, I suppose, than playing one of these, is it, I don't know, I don't want to use any particular names, but, you know, you're just basically just killing people endlessly. Yeah. But then you don't you don't win a human at the end of it, do you? You <laughs> don't win a corpse. No. No. No, no. no it's it's odd. A bit novel, but odd. If, if you're in Tunisia, you might even be going on holiday. You might. And uh, you come across this, we would love to hear from you. We'll we give absolutely you, would. We'll give you detail. We'd love to hear from you anyway. We just, would. We like would. That, we, we yeah, we're sociable people. We, we really are. We've got yes. no friends. <laughs> we just about like each other. Do carry on. Uh, I will. Now, this story is democracy at its best. <laughs> because in Poland, mm-hmm. um, the... the, the I don't know how to put this. The, the new government have brought in a law suggesting that um, people in power can now appoint who they want as heads of radio, television, etc., and heads mm. of high-profile jobs. And a lot of journalists from the main media organisation were, were sacked quite recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were... They put together the Vote for Your Favourite Polish Song of All Time Ever 
uh, chart and a particular song, um, I Love Freedom, was put uh, to the top of the charts um, as a sort of blow against this dictatorship as it is seen. Uh, and what happened? Did that change things, did it? Um, made somebody some money? Yes, it obviously made somebody some money, but um, there were jobs that were um, not given back, but there, there were people who were found jobs, and the idea is being looked at as, is this a very good idea? Do you know, you would think people who set that up would, would already know that it wasn't a great idea. I mean, I, I'm not pointing any fingers, but that kind of arrangement seems to look as if uh, slightly prejudicial. Yes. You know, you can maybe possibly get people in who are going to be quite favourable to you. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, and just, I don't know if that happens anywhere else, but I mean, uh, you know. I'm not aware of it. Well, no, yes, no. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's room for some improvement there then, is there? There is, there is, but it sort of restores their faith in, I don't know. Semi-democracy? Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. You tend to think in this modern world that uh, you shouldn't have to fight your corner. Uh, for things, but you do, don't you? Sometimes. I think you probably have to more than ever now. Mm. Mm. He says. So we'll just move the soapbox out of the way. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The, <laughs> the armchair crusade is over. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> and we'll get onto something. I know you'll be aware of this because you're a man of the world. Oh, indeed. Airports. Oh, yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. Have you been through them? I have indeed. Yeah. And the queues in airports. Just. <sighs> oh. Do you know, the last time I uh, I came back through an airport, I was very, very much on time. In fact, I had two or three hours to kill. Oh. And um, I don't know why I'm telling you this story, because it's really not relevant. <laughs> the time before that, though, I came late, and uh, I thought, well, no problem. And it was only an, an internal flight. And the queue was, it was at Stansted, and it was more like a standstill. And it was all zig- no, one of these ones where they, they zigzag it so they can get like a million people in three foot square of of, of terminal. Yes, and uh, I don't know. I was I was quite stressed. Yeah, it is very stressful. And the Chinese, clever people that they are, have recognised this, and they are starting at their regional airports now. And wait for it, they are speeding up the process by having women only lanes. Wait a minute, I don't think that would go down well, would it here? Well, is that even legal? Well, why, why? In fact, why are they doing that? Um, because they claim, and this is the this is the Chinese airport spokesman, not me. Right. I'm translating his words. <laughs> oh yeah. He basically assumes that they carry so much cosmetic material <gasps> around that their luggage needs to be checked more thoroughly. That's well, I I know men that have a fair bit of gobbins like that. But also, not only, but also. They have recently introduced women-only buses um, to try and prevent um, sexual harassment, which is... That's like giving in, though, isn't it? I know I'm not... uh, You know, I Mm. think that's a sad indictment, isn't it? Well, it is. It is, and, of course, men have come out and said, hang on, that's discrimination and all this sort of stuff. Where's it all going? I know, but I think it's quite staggering when you look at some of the world news stories and some of the attacks that take place in certain parts of the world on buses. I I think it's horrendous, but you think you want to tackle the problem. But I suppose in the meantime, you've got to get about, and if, if this affords you a safe journey to work or home or whatever, then I suppose you're going to take it, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I've been trying to get my bike on trains lately. We're not really geared for it in this country. Now I don't understand this, and you will—you might be able to answer this. If you have a bike, yes, why are you taking a train? Well, the thing is, 
My journey to work's about 10 miles in the morning, all right? So right. that's that journey. Okay. okay. Of late, I've been having to make it a visit at night every night in a completely different direction. Right. So I take, and I, it's about, probably about a 13 mile journey. So I take the train to, at night to where I'm going to do visiting. Right. And then I cycle 10 miles back from there. Ah. I see. see. Whereas I wouldn't get to where I'm supposed to be going on time if I was to leave work and then cycle, you know, 13 miles. Right. Yes. Yes. I uh, see. Have I passed? Have I passed? The you, you have, but I mean, generally, my thought would. I know. Be I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And I see people struggle, and I think, why don't you just cycle? Yeah. Yes. But the thing is, the fact remains that you don't. You know, most trains don't really have facilities to put a bike on. You know, so you might you might be travelling in from a fair bit away. You know, I mean, there's yeah. obviously legitimate reasons why people do it. It's just yeah. we get annoyed because there's no places to put bikes, so therefore you're tripping over them and getting oily tyre marks on you. And yeah, it's bikes, it's buggies, it's the yeah. whole... I mean, goodness, don't let's not go down there. The old soapbox is well out today. Well, I've, I've noticed in some of the buses now, because they've, they've made room for, um, obviously, disabled access and stuff like that, but there's, there's not that many seats downstairs now because they have to cater for... Push chairs and mobility scooters, which are getting bigger as well, <laughs> and stuff like that. It, yeah. It's it's getting complicated. It is. It really is. Well, we sold anything? Not really, but at least we still have first class post. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, which they no longer do in Denmark. No. What have they got? Um, Second class. <laughs> well, they have priority A and and B normal letters. Oh, they they were having those. Right. And the priority A, of course, get there the next day. And Supposedly. The, the B letter would get there the Whenever. second class. No, three days, they said. Right. And they decided to get rid of it, which hasn't gone down well. Um, and it was likened to how it was in the 17th century when the Postal Service started. Right. However, in Finland, yes. this is this is a good one, I like this, their, their postal workers are supplementing their income by mowing people's lawns. <laughs> Why? Just... <laughs> <laughs> just so they can get some more money. They don't think they're paid enough. In Finland? Yeah. I mean, how many people live in Finland? I have no idea. Don't you do any research? Uh, don't, I mean, you should imagine what I'm going to ask you. Uh, well, you think, I suppose, because more people are using social media now, and uh, so there are a lot less letters to be sent. Yes, yes. And I mean, there was have... a criticism in, in our own country recently uh, that uh, a lot of mail wasn't being delivered in the allotted first-class time, even though it had said first-class levy levied upon it. Yes, and of course you could run the argument that is are any letters legible these days because everybody uses text-speak. Mm. Not in a letter, you don't. That's just bad form. Well, I know, I know, I know that. and you, I know you know that. Yeah. But there we go. Have we sold anything? I don't think so. So what was the outcome? What was the point of that story? Just to tell you that they don't have first-class posts in Denmark anymore. And they're having to cut people's grass? Yeah. Well, there you go. Hey-ho. Mind you, that is Denmark. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to get in touch with any stories whatsoever, we, yes. we, we, we would love to We'd be love deluged to with an email. Absolutely. <laughs> At least one. That'd be tremendous. Mm. Yes. You can search for our contact details online. Um, RNIB Connect Radio. Search for that and you'll find us there. Goodbye. Goodbye. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts. <laughs>